This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, May 22nd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. House GOP eyes late June for farm bill redo. Ag takes spotlight in China trade talks. And you can't hurry NAFTA. House GOP eyes later June for farm bill redo. Today was supposed to be the deadline for the House to vote to reconsider the farm bill that failed last week. But lawmakers are likely to delay that deadline until June 22nd. That extension is written into the debate rule for an unrelated bill. House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway of Texas says that doesn't necessarily mean the bill will be voted on June 22nd, but he confirmed that the House won't take up the bill until after it addresses the immigration issue as conservatives demanded in withholding their votes on Friday for the farm bill. Conaway says the bill won't be changed before the second vote. Conaway thought he had the votes. As for the bill's failure on Friday, Conaway says he was okay with the GOP leadership forcing the vote because he thought he had the needed support for the legislation. He said, quote, the leadership called to bring the bill to a vote. They were ready to go. It was a matter of getting the remaining votes on the floor, and they were unable to do that. When did Conaway realize he was short? He said, quote, when I looked up and we topped out at 198, referring to the number of I votes. The bill failed 198 to 213. Roberts working with Grassley on payment limits. Conaway appears to be headed for a clash with Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts over the issue of payment limits for commodity programs. Roberts of Kansas tells AgriPulse that he's working with Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa on a payment limit provision that would be included in the committee draft. Grassley has been working for years to tighten eligibility rules and put tighter caps on payments that individuals can collect. Roberts is eyeing June 6th for possible committee action. Ag takes spotlight in China trade talks. The White House made it clear that it wants China to help slash the U.S. trade deficit with the Asian country. And President Donald Trump stressed yesterday that he wants increased agriculture exports to play a major role. China has agreed to buy massive amounts of additional farm and agriculture products. Would be one of the best things to happen to our farmers in many years. Trump said in a tweet that was welcomed by U.S. beef, grain, and dairy producers who depend on expanding international markets. He followed that up with another tweet. Under our potential deal with China, they will purchase from our great American farmers practically as much as our farmers can produce. The White House announced Saturday that China agreed in the talks last week to increase its imports of American ag commodities. Jim Mulhern, president and CEO of the National Milk Producers Federation, said he hopes that will include dairy. We have had preliminary discussions with the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative on this issue, and we hope dairy is one of the products that's in the mix as China looks to buy more agriculture goods in the coming days. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue echoed farmers' concerns over the threat of a trade war between the U.S. and China, but he stressed that Trump values their support. There's a good bit of anxiety out there in the farmland with regard to trade. President Trump knows that America's farmers, ranchers, foresters, and producers are the ones that feed, fuel, and clothe the nation and the rest of the world, Trump said in an op-ed for the Omaha World Herald. 
For decades, China has not played by the rules. China's maintained unwarranted barriers and trade-distorting policies harming U.S. agriculture products just like it has with many other U.S. goods. By finally standing up to China, this administration is seeking better market access for our farmers. USDA Undersecretary for Trade and Foreign Agriculture Affairs Ted McKinney, who is leading a trade delegation to China this week, cautioned yesterday that no deals with the Chinese have been set in stone. He did stress, though, that he's cautiously optimistic because Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross is tentatively scheduled to travel to Beijing next week to continue negotiations with China. Senator Hatch, you can't hurry NAFTA. The U.S., Canada, and Mexico have already missed the deadline for an agreement on the North American Free Trade Agreement set by Speaker of the House Paul Ryan. But timelines are not as important as the quality of the deal, Senate Finance Committee Chairman Orrin Hatch said yesterday. Over the past few weeks, there has been a lot of discussion in the press about potential deadlines for concluding negotiations on NAFTA, Hatch said yesterday on the Senate floor. While speculation about timelines is natural, let me be clear, as I have said from the beginning of these talks, the most important thing for determining when and how Congress will vote on an eventual NAFTA outcome is the quality of the agreement. National Milk Producers Federation President CEO Jim Mulhern agrees. While some farm groups would be satisfied with the North American countries retreating to the status quo of the original trade pact, the dairy sector wants NAFTA 2.0 that does away with Canada's supply management system and its Class 7 policy. Canada's able to both block U.S. dairy exports to protect its domestic markets as well as subsidize its own exports through the Class 7 mechanism. We think the negotiations should take as long as they need to to get an agreement right, Mulhern said yesterday. And part of any agreement is addressing the problem of Canada's egregious dairy policies with the respect to market access and Class 7 policy. I think patience is the word of the day with regard to that. FDA allows food companies more time for cutting partially hydrogenated oils. The Food and Drug Administration is giving manufacturers more time to comply with an order prohibiting manufacturers from adding partially hydrogenated oils or PHOs to foods. For most usage, June 18 is the deadline, but for foods manufactured with non-petitioned uses of PHOs before that date, the new deadline is January 1, 2020. This action balances the health benefits of removing PHOs from the food supply with the need to provide an orderly transition in the marketplace, the FDA said. At the same time, FDA has denied a food additive petition from the Grocery Manufacturers Association requesting approval for certain limited uses of partially hydrogenated oils, which are the primary dietary source of artificial trans fat in processed foods or PHOs. To allow time for reformulation, the agency is extending until June 18, 2019, the compliance date to stop manufacturing foods with these specific limited petition usage of PHOs and until January 1st, 2021 for these products to work their way through distribution. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, May 22nd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 